Hey, welcome to the Musea Podcast. This is episode number 31, and I am Michael Howard, the founder and CEO of Musea. Before we get into today's podcast, uh, there's a couple things I want to update everybody on. Uh, first is the developers uh, are working very hard on Phase 2 of the Musea store. Uh, the first round of the Phase 2's features are uh, going to be re- released pretty much any day now. Uh, we're just wrapping up some final touches on some of the features, and then we will push those out very, very soon. So uh, pay attention to the blog and Twitter and your email box uh, for uh, the news when those uh, those features are released. Um, Also, uh, tickets for the Musea Gatherings are now on sale. We're having a Musea Gathering in New York City at the end of February, February 26th, 27th, 28th. and that is going to be with uh, Sam Blake, Spencer Lum, John Dolan, and Holger Thoss. They are going to be teaching uh, all three days. Uh, and there are 48 tickets left uh, to that. I uh, would love, love to see you there. It's going to be an amazing time uh, over those three days. And then in the summer, we have a gathering in Seattle for all you West Coast people. Uh, at that gathering, we are going to have uh, Kirk Mastin, uh, Ryan Muirhead, and uh, Jacob and Cole uh, from Nordic Nordica Photography, um, which I'm extremely, extremely pumped about having those guys there as well. So that is going to be in the summer of 2013 in Seattle. Um, another great gathering. Really pumped about it. I think the lineup is uh, amazing. And so hopefully uh, you can go to one of those gatherings or you can go to both of those if you want. That would be great as well. Uh, But those tickets are uh, for sale now. And you can learn more about both of those gatherings at uh, museagathering.com. And that's it for the announcement. So short and sweet this time. Uh, On to the podcast for this podcast. I had the chance to talk with Mike Smith. Uh, he's a wedding photographer uh, of Ash Imagery. Um, he is uh, a great guy, a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, some of the things that we talk about uh, in this podcast are uh, Mike's documentary approach to wedding photography. Uh, we talk about why he shoots film and digital because he's a hybrid shooter. Um, how his previous career as a banker has benefited uh, his photography business and how he shoots in different types of lighting conditions because he really handles um, different lights really well. Uh, He's not just a backlight-only guy. He shoots a lot of direct light uh, as well and um, other types of lights. So he's really great um, at mixing things up uh, and not just doing one thing um, all the time. So uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening, and I think uh, you'll enjoy our conversation. So talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm excited to have you on today, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, um, the, most, the first question I always ask uh, everybody is just uh, getting a little bit um, into your background and learning about how you got started and uh, why you started shooting in the first place. Um, that is a good question. Um, so basically, I guess about five years or so ago, I was in banking and I was doing banking for seven years. And, um, I kind of just picked up a camera one day and, and, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated with photography. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, many times growing up where I've had, you know, a little 35 millimeter film camera and, 
going to hockey games and taking pictures, going out in nature, taking pictures, but I never really pursued it until um, kind of around the time where the uh, digital started getting a little bit better and the uh, Nikon launched the uh, D70, which was, I believe, about 1500 bucks brand new or something like that, you know, for like six, I think it was six mega megapixels or something. And, and I had a, a decent job, you know, at the time I was growing up and, you know, getting wiser and, and I had some money. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to invest in this camera. And, um, I went and ordered it from Best Buy on like, like their new, their brand new order online pickup in the store function, which was, you know, awesome. So I ordered it and, and grabbed it. And it was funny because I probably didn't even, I maybe shot it a handful of times the first year. And just because uh, my wife was pregnant with my daughter and it's just so much going on. It wasn't until after my daughter was born where um, I picked up the camera and the funny thing is, is I didn't really turn the camera towards her. I just kind of picked up the camera for her. But then I started finding myself driving around at 630 in the morning, looking for early morning light around my area, you know, <laughs> it's like doing all that stuff. And uh, I kind of just started posting pictures of things I took on on Flickr and I had a pretty decent following on there, and I had a bunch of uh, friends that were in portrait photography, into portraits and weddings and things like that. And, you know, they, a bunch of them encouraged me to start shooting some people because originally I had, I honestly had no desire to photograph people. Um, I've heard horror stories on, on weddings and things like that. <laughs> And it, my wife was like, why don't you go make some money? And I was like, no, no, I'm just going to do it for fun. And uh, and then uh, I had this this uh, colleague or in the accounting department at the, at the bank that I worked at. Um, her wedding photographer disappeared like two weeks before her wedding or a month before the wedding. Couldn't find him, just fell off the face of the earth and – friend of a friend, you know, knew that I took pictures, nothing professional. And she contacted me and, was, and said, uh, uh, we have this backyard wedding. It's like three hours. It just needs you to take some pictures. And I did the whole thing where I was like, yeah, you know, I don't take pictures of people. I know how to use a camera. So, you know, I can try it. I can do it, but I can't guarantee you anything good. And she's like, I don't care. I just need somebody there. And I, I I remember that morning pretty vividly. Uh, I I drove down there and I shot this three hour wedding and I left. I think I was done around like two p.m. or three p.m. and uh, I left. I got in the car and I I called my wife and I was like, "That's what I want to do." I, <laughs> I I knew right away. So um, at that point, it was just a matter of attempting to build a business and then um, getting to the point where I could finally quit my regular job and do this full time. So this is like 2007, eight. This is 2000. And yeah, so that was in 2007 when I was just doing like random pictures of nature. And then 2008 is when I started, uh, doing the, the wedding photography. Nice. I think I did four, four. And they were all people that worked with me at the bank. Yeah. So, you know, and it was never the, – the intention was extra money. <laughs> right. Aside, the intention was, you know, maybe book a few Saturdays during the summer and and uh, we could have a little bit of extra income. But, you know, like at the bank I had insurance and, you know, a good steady job. I was in – you know, I was an assistant vice president and management. And so it was comfortable. It was just not – happy and uh yeah I was 30 years old so I was never I was never really like comfortable in that position I I never ever thought this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life it was always like I wonder what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life yeah so I knew I wasn't gonna be there it was just a matter of what I was gonna end up in 
Hmm. And so you didn't, I mean, college on that, was that finance? I didn't go to college. No, I didn't. I, uh, that thing is, (laughs) this is a whole big uh, area where you're getting into here. We don't have to go that far if you don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I I guess to to sum it up, you know, I didn't go to college. Um, There was a lot of reasons in the family uh, where I didn't go. And I ended up, my, uh, uh, my, my buddy, his, his, dad was vice president of a bank that was down the street and i was like look i'm i'm gonna wait like a year to go to college i need to save up some money and he was like get a job here he's like i'll hire you right away so i I basically walked in he's like you're hired i started there and i think within two years i was already in management and it just kind of got to the point where i was like i don't even really need college if this is the direction I'm going to go. Um, I mean, I regret the fact that I missed the experience of it, but, but in any case, I didn't go. I, I did that and got stuck, basically stuck in it. Um, and then until I found photography, thank God. (laughs) Interesting. It's, it's, (laughs) yeah. I mean, people, you know, yeah, it's, you know, I got, I don't look like a banker. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and uh, people are like, "You're you're going where <laughs> to do what?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a photographer." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're going from a profession that seems to be very uh, risk averse, I should say, to something that's <laughs> seems very risky. You know, yep. anything in the art yep. art industry is like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Oh my um, god! You know, on paper, uh, my family, yeah. my family, like, was not not supportive <laughs> let's just put it that way. i mean they were supportive obviously like you know they're like oh yeah that's great but what right <laughs> you know, and my and my wife my wife doesn't work so she was home with our 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 daughter who was one. Oh gosh and i was like yeah i'm gonna quit um i'm gonna start a job i'm gonna start a, <laughs> a career in photography and I've never done this before, and you don't have a job, and awesome. And we have a kid, yeah. And we have a kid, and we had two kids. We had a stepson. I have a, I have a stepson, too. So I have two kids and, you know, a house and the mortgage and cars. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to quit. She's like, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, she was crazy. Like, I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't have asked for anything, anybody more supportive than her. I mean, thank God, because I don't think anybody with a rational mind would have been like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think she knew that she knew I didn't like what I was doing. Mm. And she was like, you know what? I know you love this. You're good at it. You'll make it work. So, I mean, props to her for giving me, you know, for being confident because the roles were reversed. I don't know. I would have been like, no, no way. So it was a, it was a risky, risky move. I mean, I eventually just had to kind of make a decision. Um, In 2009, I had like, I think I, I, th- I told Kathleen, who's my wife, I said, if I get to 15 weddings for 2009, I'll leave. And I got to like 12 and I was like, okay, this is close. And I got to 15 and I got to like 18. I was like, oh my God, I got to make a decision because I can't possibly do 18 weddings and work 65 hours, 60 to 65 hours a week or not 60, like 50 hours a week at my regular job. It was just, I wouldn't see anybody. So it was kind of halfway through 2000. It was halfway through 2009. It was, it was this right before the summer of 2009. And, and, uh, I walked in and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I'm going to try this. So, and I've been full time since then. Wow. How I'm interested because most people I talk to do not come from any sort of financial background at all. So, I mean, is, has that helped you in terms of the business side yeah, of photography? Absolutely. Most people don't have that advantage. Yep. Absolutely. That I mean, that's what I tell people all the time. I mean, I got eight years of experience, seven years experience with the public and not only just in front of people, um, you know, sometimes battling it out, sometimes talking, um, you know, normally sometimes help, you know, just fixing things and and a lot of that is with money, and I knew a lot about loans and leasing and business development and things like that. 
just from the events that I did and, and being involved in the, with the chambers and stuff like that. So right off the bat, I know I started later. Like sometimes I'm jealous of my friends that are 24 and 25 and they're yeah. doing wedding photography and traveling around the world, you know, but it really helped me on the other end of it. And I think that's a huge reason why um, I was able to do what I did pretty quickly and make that conversion um, because I knew how to write, you know, emails and I knew how to talk to people about products and sales. And, and when I go into a meeting, you know, if I can get them in that meeting, they're pretty much sold. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just one of the, I, and especially when you're passionate about what you do, yeah. you know, like if I can go and talk banking and not be passionate about it and still be able to help people and sell people on things, then being extremely passionate about something and walking into a meeting, there's no reason that they shouldn't book me except obviously the big reason of finances, but my passion just comes right through in the meetings. So I think a lot of my clients see that and, you know, they love that. So it's helped me a lot. Yeah, that's great. Um, So what is it about photography that you fell in love with? Uh, Good question. I, I, you know what, originally I think it was just the, the feeling of it. Like I, I specifically remember, um, being about 18 or 19 and a buddy of mine was, took a darkroom film class in high school and, and, um, you know, they lend you out like a couple SLRs and to go kind of shoot with. And I remember taking those out and I still remember to this day, uh, you know, exactly where I was standing. And I remember, um, know uh cocking the shutter and then firing it and i was like oh that's such a great sound (laughs) and like just being in love with it from that moment just kind of like being able to translate what you see into a permanent image um really kind of drew me to the art but like i said i didn't get into it let's see, it was, I guess, 11 years after that is when I finally started, like, doing it. So the initial thing was just a love, like, it was just, I just thought it was so cool, honestly. And then as, as I, you know, grew older and, and kind of started looking at it more and more, um, I started to fall in love with nature a lot more. And that's why I started doing nature photography first. Um, and just driving around in the morning or at night or whatever, I just, just light. Like when I walk around, I, I see, and I'm sure you're probably the same way as a lot of photographers are, but everything I see is light related. Mm. So, mm. you know, I'm walking around and I, and I'm like, Hey hon, look at the light coming through the trees over there. She's like, yeah, I don't really <laughs> care. <laughs> you know, for me, I'm like, oh, it's hitting, it's hitting that at that angle. And there's just so much, I just have so much love for the way the, the light hits everything. And, and then when I got to the point where like, like I said, the digital cameras kind of started coming out and I was able to go out and shoot more and not have to pay um, for processing and things like that. I just, it, it was just such a nice wake up call. Um, and it just allowed me to experiment and, and try new things. And I never really had, I never got taught in photography. I never took a class. I never took anything. I never took a, I didn't know anything about cameras. Like, the way I learned about the camera was look at the EXIF data on Flickr to see what people were doing, some of my favorite shots. And then I just taught myself. So I never really had anybody looking over my shoulder saying, well, this is correct or this is incorrect. And this, I just did what I felt. And that kind of naturally – being able to do that you know, naturally forced the style out of me um, that I, you know, I think I can call my own. So it was just I, – I, there's really – it's hard to say exactly one thing, but I think it's just more like the feeling and emotion out of it. 
And then when I started photographing people, that all that just went to a next level. Um, that just took everything to. And then I started seeing like the challenge of it and the being on you, you know toes at a wedding. Like you can't you can't just walk into a wedding and and just expect everything to be a specific way. Like you walk into a portrait studio or something. Like you need to be on your game. Like you need to be prepared for anything. And I love that challenge. So like that's why I, I felt I think I fell in love with weddings. <clears throat> yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. I guess going oh. into weddings, which is great. Um, no, I love it. Yeah, I mean, because looking at your website and even specifically like your bio, you know, on your website, you know, the thing that really drives home for me is your love for documentary work. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Getting even more specific, I mean, what is it about the documentary type approach uh, that you're attracted to? Like, what? Why do you love that? Um, I think I like. I, I, I'll think. I know I like it <laughs> because it, it's just being able to capture a scene that from a completely different angle. Like, if you're looking at if. if if a bride and groom or whatever scenario is happening in front of you, that scene is happening from their end. They're not seeing that scene from the other end. And most people don't have a creative eye. They don't see the scene either. They're not looking at the light coming through the window and where they're standing and, and the position that they're standing in and the way the lines lead to something or, or you know, that there's depth involved, like the one, you know, someone's in front of me, and then I got the four picture, somebody in the foreground, somebody in the background. They don't see any of that. So me having the chance to document that, and and also the challenge of documenting that, is just my favorite thing. Like my favorite time in the wedding is is by far getting ready, and I can, I it's because I can walk around unobtrusive um i'm rarely like you know occasionally i'm in front of them you know trying to get something close up or whatever but most of the time i'm back um i'm viewing the this entire scene and i can kind of like see it come together in my head and then being able to translate that into a picture and then having that picture basically frozen in time and then being able to give that frozen moment in time to that person and them saying, dang, like, I didn't even know that was happening. Like, I didn't know they were there. I didn't even know that looked like that is, the, like, the greatest feeling in the world. So, you know, I love portraits and I have fun with portraits and 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 I love so many aspects of photography. But just being able to go out and just kind of document and and just step back and see a scene and anticipate a scene. Like I love that anticipation. Like I'll hold my camera up for a good 30 seconds to a minute sometimes just because I know something's going to happen. It's, it's just so much fun and it, it never gets old and it's such a thrill every single time I do it. And, uh, hopefully it never gets old. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, um, you know, Looking over like the last decade of photography, and I've talked about this with other photographers I've had on too, is that um, a little bit of like the documentary approach has been lost over, oh, yeah. the, over the past ten years. Oh, and so, finding photographers that are resurrecting that or or just do a, a very solid job in that um, genre with with weddings, I think. It's great and inspirational, and I think, um, you know, I've been shooting weddings for about 10 years now, and um, I've kind of gone through the typical phase of trying to do cool hip portraits and stuff, but where I'm at, kind of getting at now is more into wanting to do the more documentary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk a little bit about, you know, when you're, when you're doing documentary stuff, you know, it is that bit of a challenge, or it's almost a game in some ways. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, do you do you? F- 
are you just attracted to that kind of thing? Because you've mentioned challenged a couple yeah. times. So are you like a, a gamer in some ways? Like you just love the I psychological love, aspect? Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm a sick person. <laughs> I dude, I love the psychological aspect of that. I am. I, I'm not like uh, you know. I, I enjoy competitive sports and I enjoy being competitive and I love a good debate and. But there's some kind of like psychological thrill of being challenged like that and seeing if you can come out of it on top. And I don't know if I hope I'm not the only one like that because that would be kind of odd. But like when I go into the wedding, you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen because of that challenge. Like it's just every wedding I drive to or get to, I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, what am I going to get today? What am I going to do today? And I don't go in the weddings with that, you know, the business mentality of like, okay, I know I got to do this. I know I got to do this. I know I got to get this shot, this shot, this shot. I can't do that. Like I go in the weddings blind and I go in and I'm like, all right, what's going to happen? Here we go. Like, let's, let's do this. And I think a reason why, you know, I enjoy shooting film so much, like using actual film is, is because it makes the challenge harder. (laughs) And, you know, like I got, sometimes I'm shooting the digital and I'm like, oh man, this is a breeze. I'm like, woo, you know, there's nothing, like I can see what I'm shooting. And then there's some kind of like this sick underlying factor with film where I'm like, I have no idea if this is coming out and, and to make it work and not know that is then I'm even more excited because then I get like the the shots back and I'm like, Oh damn. Like (laughs) I nailed that one. I'm like, Oh God, I did not nail that one. (laughs) You know, like, you know, it's so it's just this weird kind of fix that document documenting like that has with me and I find found myself completely um you know getting away from portraits you know I've the last few weddings I've done maybe 10 minutes uh with the bride and groom and and I'm finding my clients are starting to hire me for that reason you know they Mm -hmm. they want me to step back and start shooting and they want a few pictures of them and I love that and I get a few pictures of the two of them in portrait style but the majority of the wedding is is just documenting just stepping back and uh it's 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 such a blast and I'm definitely at my you know best when I'm in that situation yeah I was gonna ask you about your um how you handle the moments when people look to you for posing guidance or whatever i mean because you know on your website you have you know even like just engagement shoots or whatever and usually typically during those people are like well what do you want me to do or what do you want us to do that kind of a thing yeah they look to you for that but in your work even those appear very documentary like more so than i see a lot of people that maybe want to do that kind of stuff and they try to but it doesn't for me it doesn't really come off successful but you can actually pull it off does that make sense yeah, um, it does. Uh, I, I I appreciate the compliment. Um, a, um, <laughs> and I I think a huge like I, I I don't think people realize outside of the photography bubble how you know how important a person a personality is with our job. You know, like we have to basically walk in to a situation, whether it's an engagement or a wedding, um, weddings, I actually find a little bit easier because there's, they're kind of sidetracked. Yeah. You have to walk into an engagement, not knowing who these people are really. I mean, if you had a meeting, awesome. What if you didn't have a meeting? Like a lot of times I book online, you know, you walk in, you don't know who they are. Sometimes you don't even know what they look like. And then you have to make them feel comfortable in within hours with you and having a camera trained on them and not only that just outside people you know people are staring people are looking and sometimes you get couples you know that just kind of fall right into it and and 
you know, it makes your life very, very easy. And then sometimes you have couples, you know, that are very hard and, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge. And that's another part of the challenge, I think, to get them to relax, to open up. And I always go in and I usually say right away, I'm like, you know what, guys, here's how I start these things. Just going to be honest here with you. The first 15 minutes are going to suck. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and they usually, they usually start laughing and I'm like, uh, they're going to suck for you and they're going to suck for me. This is going to be really awkward. And I, and I said, but I can guarantee you by the end of it, you'll be having fun and you'll be relaxed and you'll be like, oh, it's going to end. And, you know, usually the guy is worse than the girl from, for the most part. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm bitter. I'm bitter guy. And then by the end, he's like, oh, we're done. Like, are we going to do more? Like, yeah. no, we're done, dude. Like, you know, so it's kind of just – I try to just become friends with them like fast, you know, and if you can, if you can get to that point, if you can become friends with with them and they can, they, you get them to open up, like the images then just start popping out and they just start doing things, you know, just not even thinking about it. When they, when they do something that's awesome and right, like, I'm like, yeah, that's it. And, I make this kind of like joke out of it. Like it's like a a fashion set, you know, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, there you go. Bring it. You know, you got it going. But I think a huge difference between, you know, photographers that can't get to that point. And then the photographers that you see that you're like, wow, how are they doing that? I think a lot of it is not really the camera work. It's more the, the, uh, interaction. Mm-hmm. And the the confidence and the personality, because if you have those three things, like you can make anybody warm up. And once you get them like warmed up, the easy part is getting the moments, you know, then at that point, then you just kind of go to your, your instincts kick in and your style kicks in and you just start shooting. And when I can get somebody like to get out of their shell, I just start firing away and then the shots come and then, you know, they relax. And it's from that point, it's, it's more of a, it's more fun. And, you know, I, I, like a lot of times, like if I do a hour long session, the last 30 minutes are like a majority of the shots. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the second half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just had a funny thought because I was like, oh, there's no, uh, there's no download for like photographer personality or you can't buy a, you know, A, yeah, a, dude. An action for uh, how to talk to people. No preset's going to change. Yeah. No camera's going to make you better. You know, like that little point-and-shoot camera, it can be just as good as the, you know, I'm not saying the camera's just as good. I don't want to get into that area. <laughs> but you know what I mean, where, like, you can get some pretty sick shots with a piece of crap camera if you can make somebody open up. Mm. Um, and it's... I just think it's one of those underrated things. Like you can be amazing technically with a camera and know that you can know that thing in and out. Like I don't even know my camera is that great probably. And, but if you can just make people just connect with people, you can do that. You, you have an advantage over a lot of, a lot of photographers. Yeah. Which is, I mean, a huge point that I think a bunch of photographers miss nowadays. Um, and that's something that can only be developed when you're just shooting and just through experience and just doing the work, you know, and learning yeah. how to interact with people to get the yeah. type of work that you want to get. Yeah. Um, there's no shortcuts on that. So that's um, – yeah, that's a great point. And I, <clears throat> I can totally see that in your work. Um, one of the other things I see a lot in your work is – and it might be more with the wedding stuff that you do, but – you tend to look for like little details or yeah. like your your images are kind of on the fringes a little bit yeah. of what's going on. Um have you is that something you do to kind of subconsciously or is that something you're you're purposely looking for on a wedding day? You know <laughs> I I think it's subconsciously, man. I I do I never walk in or go in and I'm like, start looking for odd things. Um, 
I think somebody, I forget who it was. Somebody commented on my blog like last year and said like, you're like the king of random odds. <laughs> and I don't remember who it was, but it was so, I think it was somebody from Seattle. And I just laughed because I, I do not think about it. Like, I mean, if I'm walking around, like usually something kind of catches my eye and I just take the picture and I don't, I'm not like looking around a room, like walking around looking for oddities or subtleties or these small details. It's something that catches my eye. And like, I, I firmly believe, and I'm sure there's going to be more people like that think like this too, but like, I feel like I was meant to be a photographer. And in that, in that meaning of that, like that I was meant to be like, things stand out to me more than what things would stand out to somebody else. And like, I always feel like sometimes moments just happen for me because like I'm a photographer Yeah, and it's, I don't know how to explain it or if that makes any sense at all. And I'm sure these moments happen for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't think everybody sees them. And so when I'm like going around, like, Sometimes, like, don't you just get that feeling that it just everything just lined up perfectly for you, <laughs> you know? And you're like, "Damn, that holy crap!" And then you just take the picture, and you're like, "Gold," because like all these elements just kind of came together. And like, I feel like when I am going around in the wedding, I, that's what I feel like in my head. So if I see something, like, it'll be out of the corner of my eye. Like, it'll be like the light hitting the, uh, you know, the someone's hair a certain way or um somebody's you know ring in this is often the you know their hand is like on the couch by the window and the and the lights just shining right on that ring like i just see these weird moments and what i guess i do differently is that i don't overlook them like i'm not like ah that's not really a shot i just take it yeah and then because my in my opinion those little moments make up such a huge part of a wedding and those little moments are what is lost at a lot of weddings that make everybody's wedding unique so i i like to incorporate them yeah no and i i think that's great and i think that helps you and your work stand out you know from the competition yes. that's out there um how do you i mean i don't know if this this may not be an issue for you since uh, you know, you haven't been shooting for like 20 years or something. <laughs> um, but how are you handling any sort of creative blocks or inklings of burnout or when you just don't feel like going to shoot something, you know, how do you push through that? Um, shoot other things. <laughs> uh, like I, I definitely, I, I guess I can safely say I've really never had a full on creative block like you said yet because it's only been four years or so and i'm talking like a full-on creative block like i've had definitely weeks or days where i'm like oh you know i don't feel like doing that but i've had burn burnouts and i've had periods of two or three weeks where i you know get wrapped up in the online world and i'm like my work blows and <laughs> And I, I'm like, I look at it all and I'm like, oh my God, I am terrible. Like, how am I even going to survive in this when these people are shooting like this? So I have those, but I think that every artist has those. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a matter of sucking it up and getting through it. And eventually, eventually you'll go out and it'll be the least likely time and you'll be at a wedding. And you're like, Oh man, like I'm just not feeling this. And then bam. And then something just, you just nail something. And I'm sure you know this, like if you, when you nail one picture, it completely changes your entire day or week or whatever. Like it's just, I can if if I can walk out of that wedding and I have that if I just had that one picture in my mind like I'm super inspired for the rest of the day and the next wedding and the next wedding so like um I just 
have the confidence that I know I'm going to get out of it. But during those little burnouts, man, I, I don't think you should be near me. Like, <laughs> like, you know, there's a few friends I have um, that, you know, I won't name names, you know, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to flip out. And, uh, you know, I'll call them up or we'll chat online and they're like, relax. You know, you're fine. You don't suck. Your processing doesn't suck. Your work doesn't suck. Your film doesn't suck. And I'm like, thanks. You know, I'm always worried about like booking and, you know, that kind of thing. But creatively speaking, um, I like to shoot outside of weddings. I I get most of my, you know, creative vibe from, from outside of weddings. Like I love shooting model sessions and, and friends and, and, uh, you know, we'll go out and just have fun and shoot. I love the street shoot. Uh, I don't get to do that enough. Um, I, I need to do that more. Um, that's so much fun. Just kind of walking around with the camera and just, just shooting. Um, cause like I said, once you could be, you could have a dismal day, you take your camera, you go out in the street and you, you nail a shot and your entire day has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I highly suggest people going outside of their, their, the box, the box that they're in, you know, if you're shooting just weddings and you're having a creative um, impasse, go out and don't shoot weddings. Go out and just shoot something that you never shot before. Um, it, it might might change your view on things. Yeah. Which uh, there's that one some quote or whatever that's you know says that like inspiration has to find you working or something like that. I've never um, heard that. Something <laughs> like that. It's that's totally horribly uh, paraphrased, but. <laughs> It's around that. No, it's not that bad. It's around that ballpark. Um, yeah, but that sounds like what you're talking about is the you know, if you just keep working at yeah, it, eventually I think you're right. Yeah, like you just, you can't go like you can't just find it. Like it's just got to kind of hit you. If yeah. you keep doing what you're doing, it's just gonna it's just gonna hit. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, if you're not if you're not there if you're not shooting out on the streets, then there's not that chance that you're gonna have right. that like magical moment. It's gonna like refuel right. your fire or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So, are you 100% film? Or are you like hybrid guy? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still hybrid. I, I enjoy the hybrid. You know, I, I, I like, I love aspects of both, man. And I, I just love, I love photography so much. Like to me, like I just shoot whatever makes me happy. Um, you know, I think there's, there's times where I, I, I think about going 100% film, and, and I'm like, you know what, man, digital just kicks butt in some areas like you can't you can't argue with it and I, I i i think the biggest argument with the whole digital and film thing is just that the look of of the final product and you know that's something that is a completely different realm but sh- but shooting I, I shoot whatever makes me happy and i love the look of film but i i mean you know like you know my work so you know my work's not this typical film look yeah it's just i like i there's just something about film that i really enjoy and you know digital like we can get 35 millimeter digital if you compare uh, you know 35 millimeter film to digital uh, you know i'm i'm on the borderline there man i i think digital wins out because you can get it looking pretty close medium format film though it's not touching it yet yeah and when you when you nail a medium format shot and it's just spot on and it's just it's just it's just awesome so you know i definitely shoot a lot a lot more medium format than i do 35 millimeter film i i rarely shoot 35 millimeter film um i'll just probably pop just grab the m9 for that instead um but there's just something about film that makes me giddy i guess you can say like (laughs) it's just it's just so awesome so beautiful it doesn't seem you know as stale but i'm also the kind of guy who likes you know i'm that guy who likes the vinyl record sound over over cds or you know mass pop music sound um, you know, um, I like that messy stuff. Um, I like the more grungy 
darker thing. You know, my film shooting is dark. Um, it is not bright and poppy. And, you know, film just achieves that look for me that I like. But at the same time, digital wins out so many areas of weddings that, like, I I appreciate it. I value it. My only biggest concern with digital is just making – getting the images to look how I want them or how I see in my head. And that's the toughest challenge for me, and that's the original reason why I started shooting film really early. Like, it was only a year in where I picked up film, and it was because every time I saw an image out, out in the world that I really enjoyed and really loved, I was like, wow, I really like how that looks. I would love – you know, something similar to that vibe, it was always film, always. And nine times out of ten, it was medium format film. So that's kind of why I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go right to the source here. <laughs> so when I started getting, when I started shooting film, like I was getting pictures back that I, I, it came out how I saw. But Sometimes, man, we're, I mean, this is a business too. We're, we're in the business of, of providing clients with great pictures and we're in the business of not missing important moments. So there are times where I'm going to pull out the digital camera and I'm going to shoot it and, and just, I want to make sure that I get it for my clients. Any, but any personal work, um, any model or fashion kind of things or, something outside the box where I just want to mess around. It's, it's pretty much always, always film. Yeah. Uh, just because my, my heart, my heart lies with film. <laughs> By, so, like for sure. Yeah. So what's your medium format setup? We'll get a little geeky for a second. Okay. Um, I am in love with the seven two, the Mamiya seven two. Okay. I haven't shot um, that. That, and probably because I am in love with rangefinders. So to yeah. have, Rain, yeah, rangefinder. Six by format. seven, or what's the six negative? by seven? Okay. Yeah. Um, love it. That's my probably my favorite one. This so the seven two, and then I'll shoot with the um, uh, six forty five AFD two from Amia as well. Um, and that's obviously got the uh, knocks away the you get more shots per roll, you get faster shots. Definitely a great portrait um, camera. Mm-hmm. Um, the seven two is more kind of like personal documenting. It's 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 not a very good portrait camera because it's a rangefinder, so I can't get clo- too close. Yeah, you know, and and I've, it's got split screen focusing, so I'm you know attempting to line up the focus in the middle. It's the six forty five is the better. Um, it's the it's a quicker and not maybe not better, but quicker portrait camera but i love the 7.2 those are my those are my two um medium formats okay and then digital are you did you say m9 you m9 like yep. a rangefinder now yeah digital yep no slr is for you or what i have the d700 um it's kind of like my backup uh, uh to the m9 just in case i don't know i i crush the m9 like I shoot that, I, I swear, I don't know, and I, I don't know if there's, I don't know, I'm sure there, I know there are M9 shooters out there, and I know, like I know a bunch of them, but I, I don't, I would love to know how much they shoot it because I destroy that thing, and I'm always scared it's gonna die, <laughs> so I keep the D700 around, kind of for peace of mind. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are the occasions where I get stuck into some situation where the lighting is just terrible and it's just nice to have that extra, uh, room for, you know, the ISO range. So, um, cause the M9 is not very good past 800 ISO. You can shoot it at 1600, but not good. I, don't, I don't love it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to go black and white and anything past that, you might as well just quit. <laughs> it's not meant for that though you know like it's yeah. not you can't compare the two like um i don't like it when somebody you see in a, a group or a forum or you know i'll get a question like well you know which is better the uh the 5d mark three or the m9 i'm like dude you can't even compare like they're completely different cameras yeah so it's not in the realm man the, those cameras destroy like the d4 from nikon and the mark three canon whatever destroy the m9 technically but 
I love rangefinders. I feel comfortable shooting a rangefinder. I love how small it is, how private it is. Uh, I can sneak around better. Um, people aren't as scared that there's not this giant lens in their face. Um, I love it. And I, it feels better in my hands. It feels better composing a shot. So those things for me outweigh the technical aspects of it. And then I deal with it. And uh, my belief is that like, man, we've been shooting photography has been around for 150 years or so or whatever. And uh, it's only in the past ten years we've had these cameras that are badass, like the the one you know the ones we're shooting now. And people got away with shooting 400 ISO for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. So my <laughs> view of it is like it's pretty good for 90% of my weddings. Yeah, you know. So, but I I really punish that thing. I'm scared. I, I I use it for receptions. Wow. Like I I use it for dancing. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 a great little camera. So that's that's the those two are the digital D700 and M9 are digital. And then 35 millimeter film is the M3 um, from Leica and the F100. Nikon. Nikon. Baby. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Cool. And then um, I love. Like Polaroids and stuff too, so I have a couple of those. Yeah, I saw some of those on your website, which are very cool, as well. Um, on your yeah, just some of your pages there. Yeah, 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 they're out. There. I have a whole bunch. I just shot some this past weekend that like probably my most favorite yeah. shots from the Polaroid yet. So I can't wait to post those. Um, your so kind of looking at your work a little bit. Um. You're a little interesting in terms of that uh, you really flip between the type of light you shoot in. Mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of photographers now that really stick to one type of light. Yeah. Um, most people are like obs- obsessed with backlight or open shade, and that's like uh-huh. all they shoot. Um, which you shoot some of that, but then you also – you're not afraid to go s- like just really harsh to direct a light as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you kind of just shoot, I guess, whatever's in front of you. Um, yeah, <laughs> it seems like where most people don't do that. No, I know. No, that sounds no, really just, weird to say, but no, it does. It, that's it, dude. I'm, I'm, there's nothing that, yeah, I don't, I shoot whatever's in front of me. <laughs> I try to shoot as real as I can. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I know exactly what you mean. I get, I get this a lot. And yeah, you're right. Like, it's just, I have, you know, I have a lot of friends that, you know, will shoot. They love that one particular way and they, and they thrive off it and they, and they dominate it and then, and they won't test another way um, or try out another way. For me, it just goes back to what you said earlier. It's a challenge. And I like to, to experiment with everything. And, and like, I can't go into a wedding or a session and make it all look the same. They don't look the same. They never look the same. So, like, the weddings, like, if you look back through my blog, they tend to really change. And you're like, wait, that doesn't even look like that last wedding. And it's because, you know, I'll go into a wedding and how I'll shoot it how I see it. So, like, the last few weddings I have up in my blog are, are more kind of like film weddings. Like, they're more a, – a little. they have like more of a vibe when I walked in. I was like, yeah, this is going to be some great film great film wedding and I'll shoot it more film. And then I have a few weddings I haven't posted yet, you know, where I walked in and I was like, yeah, that's the film's not going to work. I'm going to shoot more digital. And then usually what happens is in between those two things, then now I'm finding myself shooting more, you know, using the light or shooting against the light, depending on the situation, um, depending on how I, how I feel, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I'm not afraid to, to really go out and, shoot was there in yeah. front of me harsh or not well there's a thing there's, there's a, the thing about photographers i feel like that they they have this belief that there's like a, such a thing as like bad light out there mm-hmm. um and you're one of the guys that i feel like uh 
you're not saying like, oh, this light is bad. When you're handed a difficult situation, it seems like you're more of problem solving. Like, well, how can I use this or where the yeah. images in this type of light versus, oh, this is all junk. I need to go over here. Right. Um, so you try to solve the difficult, the difficult problems and use that light to an advantage, which, you know, leads to kind of creative solutions, obviously, you know, most of the times. Yeah. And that, I think that's how I've learned to do a few kind of weird, unique things was because I was stuck in something where I was like, oh, crap, you know, this, this light is, you know, I got to figure this out. Um, but, I mean, honestly, like, do I have an image of the best light in my head and what I want to shoot in? Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I'd love to have this. But you're right. Like, I'll take what I'm given. And if it's – I have – some of my most favorite shots I shot this year, like, all right, let's step back a little bit on that. <laughs> I went to a wedding uh, like a, a, a little bit ago, and, you know, they the getting ready space was not ideal. It was like a 15 by 15 room with like six girls and one window on the side and a skylight that was about two foot by three foot. And um, I walked in, I was like, oh, crap, you know, because it's dark. And there was uh, bunk beds in there, so that took up half the room. Nice. It was it, it was a it was a cabin kind of feel, and it turned into one of my most favorite getting ready things because it forced me, it forced me to go out of my element and attempt new things, and I was using the light that I was given. It, you know, in in a way that I wasn't, I was never in before, and those getting ready shots. There's a couple in there that I am just, I'm in love with. Like they're some of my favorite things I've shot in a while, and it's because I think it it forced me to go outside of that realm and not feel safe when I feel like a lot of photographers would have been like, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. We need to change this, and. Yeah you know, and force the situation to be have better light. Whereas I try to embrace the situation and shoot it how it is. And then that goes back to, you know, sometimes this is when a digital camera works better. Like there was no way I was pulling out a film camera in the situation that I was in. It was too, too risky. So I feel comfortable with, you know, both, both cameras, kind of cameras. So I was like, yep, this is going to be, this is going to be digital. Um, two last questions. What's the biggest business challenge for you right now? Um, not worrying. <laughs> <laughs> I worry. I, I'm just so, I mean, I guess if, if you're looking at it from an outsider standpoint, like I probably don't have much to worry about, but from my point of view, like I was, like I said, I mean, when we started this conversation, I was in banking for eight years. I don't want to be in banking again. Yeah. And I constantly, constantly think that I, my, like, I think my work is not good a lot. And it's probably my biggest hurdle is getting over those reservations and stop to stop worrying about the future. Cause every year I'm like, I mean, I'm looking right now. I'm staring at a sheet of paper that has how many weddings I have booked this time last year, because I worry so much that I'm not going to do the same thing and that people aren't going to book me and they're going to be like, no, we're going to go with somebody else. And I'm just going to have to get like a second job or go back to full time. And that is my biggest hurdle by far. I can't get over it. And it's been four years. Yeah. And I worry about it every single year, all year. <laughs> I think a lot of people are in the same. I hope same boat. Though. <laughs> it's stressful. I don't want to be the only guy out there thinking yeah. about it. But yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I mean, it's a stressful freelance is stressful work. You know, I mean, we get so. we get to take pictures for a living, which yeah. everybody at every wedding is like, "You have the best job." I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm not afraid. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I do. I get to travel and take pictures. I don't want it to ever stop. Yeah. And I'm worried about the future, like being older and not being able to connect with my younger clients. And, you know, it's just worrying. Yeah. I worry too much. <laughs> um, last one is what photographers have 
influenced you the most? So I'm especially interested in this one because since you've, you know, what, you're like five years in to this thing and you didn't have any like photography formal um, education. So this could go anywhere. This, this, <laughs> yeah, this is one of those ones. Um, oh God, it's so, it's so hard. Um, I mean, first and foremost, all like my friends now are the biggest inspiration and not that like I'm going on their, excuse me, I'm not going onto their site and being like, Oh, I wish I did that. Or I wish I did this. You know, it's more of like they, they're getting better and better and they're shooting awesome things. And then I, I kind of come back and I'm like, damn, they're, they're shooting awesome. This awesome. Like I need to step up my awesomeness (laughs) and I need to step up my game. And so like, I try to go out and, you know, shoot even more creative and better than I did the last one. So, like, my friends now, um, you know, photographers that I I really get along with, and there's such a vast group of them. Um, I, I mean, I can name names if you want, <laughs> but but you know, there's 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 a whole group of them that, and and they're completely different. Like, I love uh, my buddy Ryan Ray, you know, film shooter you know, hundred percent film shooter. Um, and then I'll s- completely switch over. Like Eric Yorkey is a good pu- buddy of mine. Um, you know, and he's more like kind of shooting more compositionally and, you know, with, you know, scarier light mm-hmm. and in more, in more rough situations. And Eric and I get along because like, we're both from towns that are not on the map in the wedding world. You know, there's very few photographers from Des Moines where he's from and (laughs) Philadelphia, you know, there's not a lot. So we, you know, we kind of connect with that, that challenge of harsh places with odd weather and harsh light and, and things like that. So he's a buddy of mine. Um, Scotty's a good buddy. Um, Ken's awesome. And these are like all different photographers, you know, and then like the film group is great because there's gosh, how many people in that group, dude? Oh, like a thousand. Right. So, and how many of them are freaking like good awesome. photographers? Right. Lot, you know, yeah. like, but I honestly don't think there's, I get a lot of inspiration from outside of weddings. So like, I love Paulo Reversi. Uh, he's a great photographer. Um, uh, 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 what's her? Um, oh my God. My mind just went blank on yeah. <laughs> uh, Sally. Uh, what's her name? Man, no. Sally Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, I was just went completely blank. <laughs> Sally Man portraits. Oh, love yeah. her black and white stuff. Like those kind of photographers. Um, you know, going back in the day, you know, Diane Arbus was pretty cool. Um, and not only, I, I don't think like she was this kind of great photographer, so to speak, like composition wise, but like just her ability to kind of just uh, interact with strangers and weirdness is really cool. And I kind of feel like, like I have a similar thing like that. Like I'm attracted to that strangeness and weirdness like she was. So I, I love seeing that, but like, and you know, and I love the, the masters like Bergson and, 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 you know, any of the older ones like him, like uh, you know, his, some of his, compositions are just freaking you know out of this world and i think he kind of um inspires me the most i think with depth and um formation of subjects like he had a lot of pictures you know where he used foreground and background a ton and that's something that i really am focusing on lately is depth and and utilizing um you know foreground and background and and giving this and you know when you look at the picture you feel like you're kind of there and you're looking past this thing and onto what i want you to see and he was he was really really good at that um so i mean it's not a lot like i i also get a lot of inspiration just kind of from random strange pictures you know like art pictures and things like that so um but there's really not like one photographer i'm like yeah that's that's the guy. <laughs> that's my man yeah yeah no I, it, it can't because i get i'm so inspired by 
so many different varieties <laughs> that it's, you know, I can't ever say, yep, this is, this is it. And there, you know, honestly, there's a couple out there that I have uh, Tumblr or I'm not Tumblr, um, uh, RSS feeds too, that I, I don't even remember their names, but you know, I, I pull up and a lot of, um, more kind of commercial photographers, um, that, you know, I just, I, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but they, you know, their work is, is so good. So the, it's all over the place, man. And I love Tumblr. Uh, I'll sit, I can go through <laughs> Tumblr for two hours, just scrolling down, you know, and yeah. just looking at all these, like some of these photographers, I'll never, ever know their names ever. Cause it won't say it. And I'm like, damn, that's good. So I, I bet I would be willing to bet that I get more inspiration from that the anonymous photographer than I do a specific name or a specific person. Hmm. But I don't have any books here. Yeah. You know, that I'm like, oh, I bought this person's book. Nothing. <laughs> well, we got to get you some <laughs> photo books, dude. I have nothing. <laughs> we got to get you something. I do have two books, and they're the uh, two old, like the first edition of uh, like the photographer's handbook from like you know, like the forties or fifties. And then, and then the, the new 35 millimeter photographer's handbook from like 1960. That's it. Like, I don't have anything else. Everything else (laughs) is online and in my, in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Well, awesome, dude. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. Appreciate you uh, taking the time. I love your work. Big fan. So uh, thank you so much. You're welcome. I appreciate you uh, you interviewing me and wanting to know more about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. Yeah. <laughs>